are in a place where God settles people supernaturally and you are ready to be the next testifier of supernatural settlement, give my Jesus another big shout of prayer. <laughs> Why don't you raise your hands above your head and just bless him this morning? The psalmist said, I will bless the Lord at all times. Raise your voice and bless him. <clears throat> Raise your voice and bless him. <laughs> Raise your voice and give him praise and give him glory. By his grace, he has called you into this banqueting house to settle every unsettled area of life, every area of crisis. We thank you, Father. Now go ahead and mention that area you desire settlement. Mention that area you desire settlement. Your earth question settled. For your children, for your business, for your career. About your tomorrow, about your in-law, about your sibling, about your friend, about your colleague. Mention that area, mention that person. Your expectations determine what God will do for you. Father, today is my day of settlement. Whatever is due to me that is yet to arrive, finally, finally today, I am returning from this service settled. Thank you, mighty Father. Blessed be your name, mighty God. In the name of Jesus the Christ. Now, Father, our eyes are upon you. They looked up unto you. Their faces were lightened. And they were not ashamed. Father, everyone that shame is looking at, shame is tearing at them in any aspect of life. In this service today, avert that shame. In this service today, Wipe away every tears. In this service today, convert every weeping into celebrations. Convert every concern into open testimonies. Father, let your settled world settle every unsettled area of every life here today. And we vow to give you all the glory. In Jesus' name. If you are there, shout a stronger amen your hands together for Jesus and please be seated. It's my year of breaking limits. It's my privilege this morning to welcome us once again into this great service, our covenant day of settlement and our teaching topic, special teaching topic for this service which is taking place in all our churches globally this morning. Is caption understanding what is unique about this church. Understanding what is unique about the Living Faith Church. Understanding what is unique about Winners Chapel. In the kingdom of God, knowledge is the channel through which God gets across to us. Second Peter chapter 1 verse 3. 
said, God has given to us all things that make for life and godliness. All things that will make life groovy, comfortable. God has made provisions. God is not planning to make provisions. God doesn't get ready. God is ever ready. All things. Say me all things. Say me including my thing. Say today. I shall be settled today. Because God has given, has made provisions for everything that will make me to enjoy life at the best. At the optimum. To maximize life. God has made provisions. And today, by the knowledge of God's word that I'm receiving right now, my testimony shall be delivered. Now I said, through the knowledge, through the knowledge, knowledge is the channel through which God passes across to us everything he has provided for. Now, also, we must go beyond knowledge to understanding. It's one thing to know one, uh, something. It's another thing to understand that thing. And it's the depth of understanding of any subject matter that determines whether you are outstanding, whether you stand out, whether you are not lost in the crowd, in the midst of multitudes. Understanding what is unique about the Winners Chapel. If you don't understand what you are saying today, you can be a member in the multitude, in the congregation, and not stand out. It is the depth of your understanding of the virtues and values available in this place that will determine what flows into your life. Understanding, as it were, can be likened to a spiritual pipe that connects you to the maze. A pipe can be around a source of supplies, but so long as it's not connected, not in flows. So, knowledge and understanding is a spiritual pipe that gets things across from God to us. In Genesis chapter 28, we find the story of Jacob. He said, the Lord is in this place, and I knew it not. God, that can change his story around for the better, was present, but he couldn't take advantage he couldn't place a demand. The Lord, he said, surely, the Lord is in this place, and I knew it not. He said, this is no other place than the gate of heaven. But because he was asleep, the Bible said, Jacob awake out of his sleep. He awake out of his sleep. I pray today, somebody will come out of spiritual sleep. Somebody's eyes will be opened spiritually to see the virtues and values that will decorate our life that is available in this church. In Numbers chapter 11, Numbers 35, sorry, verse 11 and 12, we find God 
saying, I'm going to appoint you cities to be called cities of refuge. Just like when we come to church, we say we have come to Mount Zion, the city of the living God. The church is the city of the living God. And it's called the city of refuge. That the main slayer may die not. That is, if somebody has committed murder, he has made a mistake, he has done error. And the law is pursuing after him to arrest him, to slay him, to kill him, the main slayer. But if he runs into one of God's appointed cities, the scripture says he will be rescued, he will be delivered. What was pursuing him cannot follow him to enter into the city of refuge. This church, the Winner's Chapel, is one of such cities of refuge on planet Earth. It's not just a gathering of where people meet. The Living Faith Church is not a product of a formation. It's not that a man sat down and said, okay, let me form a church. Let me start a church. It's not a product of a reaction. Oh, I am going to this church. Uh, I'm serving there. I am tired. I'm protesting at what they are doing. Let me go and start. No, it's not a product of a reaction. It's a product of an heavenly vision. And that's why we're having the testimonies you are hearing. Testimonies of transformed lives. Of people being pursued by the forces of wickedness. That when they step in here, the enemy says, so, excuse me, I can't follow you there. It's a church with proofs. And only fools doubt proofs. Jesus came and said, you may not believe me, but believe the works. Believe what? Believe the works. He said, the works that I do, they speak for me. If you find anyone speaking against this church or this commission, it is out of pure envy. Say me pure envy. The things they need, the things they lack, and they can't get it by their effort. And they see the church having it without stress, without begging. That's the cause of envy. And God has ordained every partaker in this commission to be envied by his word. Today, Whatever area of life somebody has been pitied before is finally over today. In 2 Samuel chapter 7, verse 10, said, For I will appoint a place. Remember? I am the Lord, I change not. If he did it in Bible days, he's still doing it now. He appointed cities of every that time. He's still appointing cities of refuge today. For I am the Lord, I do what? I change not. Whatever you find me doing in Bible days, I am still in the business in doing it in contemporary times if you can put your faith on the line. I will appoint a place for my people. And I will plant them there. 
that they may dwell in a place of their own and move no more. And neither shall the children of wickedness afflict them anymore. When you are in your appointed city of refuge, you are not permitted to suffer affliction. And you have come to one of such places today. So whatever affliction that have been pursuing somebody here is finally over today. Amen. Oh, if you are there, shout a song of amen. amen. God's presence has continued to make the difference in this commission through the mystery of praise since inception to date. And that is what has made this church a home of signs and wonders. If you check all our signboards globally, you find Living Faith Church, a.k.a. Winner's Chapel. When you find underneath, you find what? The home of signs and wonders. And that is because God is present. He said, the Lord thy God in the midst of thee is what? Is mighty. Sephaniah chapter 3 verse 17. Mighty to save. Not mighty to entertain them. Not mighty to impress them. Mighty to save. Mighty to rescue them. Mighty to put joy in their mouth. Mighty to give them breakthroughs. That's why God spoke to his servant, Bishop Edeko, and delivered the mandate. And what's the mandate? He said, now the hour has come to liberate the world from all oppressions of the devil through the preaching of the word of faith. And I am sending you to undertake this task. May 1st, May 2nd, 1981. 18 hours visionary encounter. That's the mandate of this church. We have a mandate from heaven to stop every form of oppression. It's an anti-oppression church. It's an anti-slavery church. It's an anti-poverty church. It's an anti-sickness church. It's an anti-stagnation church. You cannot be here and be stagnated. Now, it will be close to 40 years. It will be 40 years next year. This commission has never known a better last year. That means... For everyone that will dare receive it, the next 40 years, you will never be on the same spot forever. Yeah. Every year will always be an improvement on the previous for you. Yeah. That is where God has brought you into. You are not here by accident. So you must know what is available where God has brought you to. He said, No man can come except whom the Father's what? Has drawn. If I say right now, let's do that right now. That how many people are in this church service right now? Nobody, no human being brought you to this church. Stand to your feet. Let me see you one second. If you're in this service, nobody invited you. Stand to your feet. I want to see you. As you are seeing me right now, nobody invited me to Winner's Chapel, 1991. Nobody, no human person. I came by the hand of God. Can you see people here now? To show you that God is here. To show you God is the one bringing people here. Look at this crowd. Please, get seated. And when God brings you into a place, the purpose is to bless. Psalm 65 verse 1. He said, blessed is he whom thou choosest 
and causes to approach unto you. He has brought you here. Verse 2, verse 3, verse 4. He has brought you here to bless you. He has brought you here to bless you. You are living here blessed. Amen. Oh, I'm not hearing somebody right now. Amen. Psalm 65, verse 4, verse 5. You, I said you are living here blessed. Amen. I said you are living here blessed. Amen. So it's an anti-curse church. Anti-spells church. No spare, no curse is permitted to remain in the life of anyone here. Oh, if you are there, shout your song, amen. amen. So that when you see anything appearing like an oppression, appearing like poverty, you need to resist it with the word of faith. I love that text with that thought of Abraham. He said, I was sleeping, and something was trying to snuff life out of me. And the word of faith that she has said, said if you can say Jesus, <laughs> and as she said, Jesus, in her mind, then the force was lifted. I don't know whatever force has been pressing you down. That force is broken here today. And that's why we have had several testimonies. Mind-blowing testimonies. Somebody was going to Kenalam. Every time we share testimony of anywhere in this church, it's our portion here. Because the same fire at the center is burning everywhere. Somebody was entering Kenalam with oppression. The moment he crossed the gate of Kenalam into the church, he said, insert began to come out of his body. And they begin to line up in a straight fire into the bush. Nobody has prayed. He entered the city of refuge. So the oppression in his life must end. And that terminated all the struggles of his life. Somebody came for service in 1999 to Kenalan. And with the ceiling, it's like water just dropped on her body. She was paralyzed that time. And as the water dropped, she walked on her feet. And about 20 years after, last year, that woman became 60 years old and said, I am the one that was paralyzed and water fell upon me in 1999. Now, I am still standing strong at the age of 60. 20 years after. 20 years after. 20 years after. So, no oppression is permitted to remain here. So, every time you come to this place, every service day, Tell yourself, I am going to the city of refuge. I'm going to the place where no work of Satan is permitted to operate. Whatever brings tears, whatever brings sorrow, is not of God. He said, from the beginning, it was not so. From the beginning. There was no weeping. There was no crying. There was no poverty. When the first man was created in the Garden of Egypt, one man was living in a palace. He had four swimming pools. He had a large garden, just two people. Not one person, not, two, not several families in one room. So, if anybody is poor here today, I command the hold of poverty be broken forever. Amen. That's why we have seen paupers made billionaires in this church. People who came to church with ordinary slippers, nothing to their name. But when they came to this church, their prosperity mandate which God gave me someone. He said, he said, get back home and make my people rich. We are not preachers of prosperity. We are messengers of prosperity. So you cannot be here and before. I cause poverty in every life here today. No matter what you have right now, I command multiply prosperity for you. 
there are people here right now who will be giving out houses as if they are giving out toilet paper. Oh, if you are there, shout a stronger amen. amen. The days of your begging is finally over here today. Amen. So, the presence of God has been mighty. Raising nobodies to become celebrities. You are the next person to be raised. I said you are the next person to be raised. That's why members enjoy a strong prophetic covering against all satanic assaults with undeniable proofs. Undeniable proofs. Somebody died and they took the person to the mortuary. But because he recognizes he has a prophet over his life. And the person has been embalmed. But by the word of faith that I have received in the church, he said, no, he cannot die. Let's get down there. They brought out the dead body. He said, now, Jesus Christ, stand up. Nothing happened. He said, I mean, the God that Bishop David Rico serving is here. Stand up. And the dead man came back. Um, uh, we, don't, we, don't, we don't manufacture testimonies here. We don't adjust testimonies here. We rather preach the word alone and not say anything. Life testimonies. And the dead came back to life. We have had too many testimonies of dead coming back to life. And death is the last stronghold of the enemy. He said the last enemy that shall be destroyed is what? Is death. But by reason of the strong prophetic covering. Just as I read the scripture in the second service, Isaiah 32 verse 2. He said, a man shall be as an hiding place from the wind. That is, when you enter the prophetic bunker of this church, there's a presence that you cannot be a cheap victim of the devil. He said, by a prophet, the Lord brought them out. And by a prophet, the Lord preserved them. If you are connected to this place, whatever cannot bring down Bishop Oyedeko cannot bring you down. You need to know it. You need to insist on it. If you don't know it, the enemy will rob you. He said, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. There's a prophetic stronghold, a prophetic tower, a prophetic bunker over this church. So know it. You know the story of when Saul was pursuing David to kill him. And the Bible says, Samuel, as a prophet, was standing over them. First Samuel chapter 19, verse 18 to 24. The king of Israel was pursuing after a young man. And that David fled and escaped and came to Samuel. And Samuel said, stay here with me. And Saul sent people to go and arrest David. As they were coming, the prophetic grace disarmed the enemy. Saul said, okay, myself, I want to go by myself. As he was coming far away, the prophetic anointing arrested Saul and stripped him naked, disarmed, useless, tied down. What am I saying? Whatever is pursuing others to kill you, because you have come to this house with the apostle placed over this commission standing 
and I'm here standing as a saint partaker with the undertaker. Whatever is pursuing you to destroy you, I command them to be destroyed here today. And whatever has taken what belongs to you, whatever belongs to your peace, your joy, your breakthrough, your destiny, I stand here today as a David. He said, when I was keeping my father's sheep, the lion and the bear came and took one of the lambs. He said, and I went after the lion. I went after the bear and I smote the lion and the bear and I rescued. And when the lion came against me, I smote it. Therefore, every lion and bear that have taken what belongs to you, because you are under this flock, I command them to be smitten here today. Whatever has been stolen from you in your sleep, in the realm of the spirit, I command them to be restored back to you right now. Receive it in the name of Jesus. That's what the Bible says. Believe in the Lord your God. You shall be established. Believe also his prophets. So you shall prosper. So there's a house and there's a set man in the house. To bring about your preservation from main slayers, from the wickedness of the wicked. Because you are here today, you are free from shame. You are free from barrenness. That's why we have had testimonies of the barren becoming fruitful. We have had testimonies of the singles getting married. A 69 year old woman. For the first time in her life, gave birth to a child this year under this house. That's your portion. That's your portion. We have seen people 55, 60 who had never married before. First time married, got married. So everyone on the line for medical marriage, your settlement is here. Your waiting is over. Oh, those who agree are shouting stronger. Amen. That is what is unique about this show. Let me say before I jump to the subject of settlement. For you to partake of the uniqueness of this church, you must be a, an addicted follower. You must be a what? <laughs> Matthew chapter 4 verse 19. He said, follow me and I will make you. Your being made in this church is in your following the instructions the scriptural instructions. Don't be a friend. Don't be a visitor. Don't be an admirer. Don't be a student. Don't be a worker. Be a follower. Only followers are made. Workers are paid off. Admirers are only for fun. He said, be followers of them who through faith and patience have obtained the promise. There are quite a number of people who are following whatever they are seeing in the commission, in their businesses, in their careers, in raising their children, in doing their marriages, and everything is working for them. Everything is working for them. Everything is working for them. You are the next in line to testify. You will testify that everything is working for you. So when you come to church, be an exquisite observer. Be a keen observer of how we do things. Don't just listen to what we say. Do what we do. If you do what we do, you will see what we see. The sword of the Lord and the sword of Gideon. He said, as I do, do what? Do likewise and you will see the same. 
If you are a friend of somebody working with mobile, in mobile, every day you go and meet your friend and you stay there, or every Sunday, and you are not working in mobile, and you are not following mobile instructions of working, or being on the payroll, at the end of the month, will they pay you? No, we are just a friend. So, until you follow the scriptural instructions, when you come to church, you cannot experience what we are experiencing. So, don't just come to church and shout amen. No. As you are shouting amen, follow the instructions. That is what will make the difference. And follow the instructions to the letter. They are all scriptural instructions targeting our freedom from oppressions, targeting our freedom from weeping, targeting our freedom from poverty. The grace to follow, somebody here, receive it. Now, somebody here, you shall be settled. I say your settlement is here. First Peter chapter 5, verse 10. He said, the God of all grace, after you have suffered a while, it will strengthen, make perfect, establish, and do what? And settle you. Say, me today's my day of settlement. Oh, I'm not hearing somebody right now. So what is settlement? He said, after you have suffered. That means settlement is the end of suffering. So every form of suffering is over here today. Every form of struggles is over here today. Struggling to get a job is over today. Struggling to enjoy your body is over today. Struggling to make it in your career is over today. Struggling while sleeping is over today. He said, after you have suffered a while, it will set to you. That means when settlement comes, there's no suffering again. I said, no more suffering for somebody here. What is settlement? Settlement talks about freedom from apprenticeship. In the southeast part of Nigeria, he said, my God, don't do what? Don't settle me. That means I'm no longer dependent. I'm no longer learning work. I'm no longer under slavery. I am now a master. Settlement means you are now in charge. You are free from oppression. You are free from oppression. You are free from liability. You are free from being dependent on others. You have got to the point where you can now help others. Many have been settled financially so they can help others. Another group of people will, do, will join that growing list in this service. Oh, if you are there, shout a stronger amen. amen. There are people before who are looking for to be married. Now they are set to the marriage. Their prayer points have changed. Before, maybe last year, father, give me husband, give me wife. Now they are married. Now they say, father, give me twins. Now some have got twins. Now father, give me a house. Prayer point changing. After so saying, now father, let my son get married in time. After that, now say, father, let my grandchild have, 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 get married in time. You will pray that prayer. You say, you will say, Father, I want my grandchild to marry at the age of 25. Oh, we are not saying amen to that. And at the age of 25, you'll be alive that time. When your grandchildren are getting married, you'll be there that time. You won't need a walking stick that time. You'll be there as a grand grandpa of the day. <laughs> and by that time, that's your grandchild, age of 25. You will have three houses. Oh, we are not saying amen. 
that your grandchild will build a better mansion for you. That your house you are celebrating today, that child will say, no, grandpa, you can't stay this type of mud house. This, this house you are saying is mud house. I have built a new house for you. And that house, grandpa, when you are coming, the house, the house will see the, the, the marks on your head. And the face, what do they call it now? Face, uh, what now? Recognition. You know your phone now, when you look at your phone, you don't need to touch it. What do you call it? Face what? Face sensor. You know, what do you call it? Face sensor. Even at even airport now, you don't need passport. Just carry yours. The thing will see your passport. You know, you are unique. So as you are coming, you just see this is you coming. Open door. All this struggling with uh, opening door. I lost my key. It's over. That's the kind of house they build for you. Oh, I'm not hearing your amen. People that lived in 1970 cannot imagine the kind of what we are in today now. People that lived in 1980 cannot imagine. That time, we normally go and line up in United office to make telephone call. You line up for two hours. When it's now your turn, United will say, all trunk calls are busy. Do what? Try later. And when you are waiting tomorrow, say, my friend, leave, leave, leave. Now your one is not going. Everybody that died in 1980 cannot imagine now. You send a letter today, it will arrive there when? Six months time. I say your children, there will be an improvement on your present life. So that's what God wants to do. When he wants to settle you, means your running altar scatter is over. Settlement means to be established. To be what? You are settled. You are not going running altar scatter to make things work. Things are working at auto frequency for you. You are at peace. You are not fighting. You are not struggling. There's no war. There's rest on every side. That's your portion from today. I said, that's your portion from today. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 27 to 29. What is settlement? Settlement means being given what is due to you. Being given what? He said, he has settled me. That means you are given what is due to you. There are people here, you are long overdue to be promoted. Some here, you are long overdue to move from a rented house to your own house. He said, we told no good from whom it is due. When it's in thy power to do what? To do it. He said, don't tell your neighbor, go and come tomorrow when you have it with you today. Does God have what you need with him today? Will God ask you to come tomorrow? Stretch your hands here. Whatever is due you, spiritually, maritally, in your career, in your finances, in your family, receive it in the name of Jesus. Receive your healing in the name of Jesus. Receive your miracle job in the name of Jesus. Receive your promotion in the name of Jesus. Receive your favor in the name of Jesus. That's your portion. He said, after you have suffered a while. What is a while? According to scriptures. Within an hour. Say me within an hour. Every affliction that is more than an hour is not of God. It has expired. Don't nurse it. Don't pet it. Attack it. Confront it. And today it will give way. 
If you are there, shout a stronger amen. What is an hour in scriptures? Overnight. Say me overnight. He said, weeping may endure for a night, but joy come when? In the morning. There will be diverse overnight settlement today. Oh, if you are there, shout a stronger amen. What is a moment? According to scriptures. Maximum three days. Say maximum three days. Jesus said in three days, they will kill me, but in three days, I will do it. I will come out. That means the worst the enemy can do is three days. On the third day, he raised from the dead. All the stones they used to keep him in the grave was pushed away. Whatever stone that the enemy is used to push you on the floor, I command them to roll away right now. Yeah. Wherever people come to see you and mock you and pity you, that is not of God. After this service today, they will look for you there. They won't find you there again. Yeah. I said your position is changing today. Yeah. Somebody's house address is changing today. Now, what does it take to enjoy settlement? Very quickly, in the next two, three minutes. What does it take to enjoy settlement? Number one, give your life to Christ. Do what? We had it powerful in the second service, Matthew chapter 11, verse 27, 28. It said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I want to say to you, come to me. Give your life to Christ. Leave the region of unsettlement. Anyone not born again is in the region of unsettlement. Just Satan run to and fro. It's either you are in the kingdom of God or you are in the kingdom of Satan. And you can't be in the kingdom of Satan and live a settled life. No. When you are in the kingdom, the forces of unsettlement are not permitted there. When you give your life to Christ, spiritually, you cross from the heart, you cross to the heavens. You are now seated in heaven. That's number one. Number two, what does it take to enjoy settlement? Commit to building up your faith. Commit to what? Commit to building up your faith. In Jude verse 20, he said, building up yourself on your most holy faith. On your most holy faith. Build up, build up. Build up your faith. When faith is at work, settlement is automatic. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 9. It said, There remaineth therefore a rest, a settlement, a crisis-free life, a war-free life, rest on every side, is available for the people of God. And whatever is from God, it's only by faith we can get at it. He said, By faith, the elders obtained a good report. By faith, you quench every enemy of your rest. So, commit to building up your faith. Now, in this survey, let me drop this. In Romans chapter 4, verse 20. Look at Abraham, for instance, now. He said, Abraham, God promised him he will have a child, but the child was not forthcoming. But Abraham staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith. He was building up in faith. By what? By giving glory to God. So, when you are giving glory to God, you are building up your faith. That's why praising God is one of the culture and tradition and practices of this commission, of this church. Even when things are not working, you are praising it. 
because you understand that you praise God to make things happen. You must know the difference between thanksgiving and praise. Thanksgiving is what you do after something has happened. Praise is what you do to make things to happen. Praise is dependent on the integrity of God's word. He said, in God will I praise his word. Psalm 56 verse 10. The wall of Jericho was there. The wall was still standing, yet they were singing. It was their singing that made the wall to come down. Build up your faith. Paul and Silas, they were still in prison. They were slated for destruction, execution. But while they were there, they prayed and sang praises. They were not waiting for God to do something first. No. They were praising as if they were fighting so that God can do something. Praise makes things happen in your favor. And that is one of the hallmarks of winners. No matter the challenge, winners are always smiling. And they are smiling with disarm the enemy. They are smiling with bring the victory. From today, nothing will succeed to take away your joy. Yeah. Oh, if you are there, that's a stronger amen. Yeah. That is why you must never give in to depression. You must never allow anything to take away your joy. You must never give in to murmuring and complaining. It's either you are murmuring or you are praising God. In every situation, give thanks. For every situation, do what? Give thanks. And when your praise becomes so strong, the presence of God becomes so strong. The presence of God that settles every issue becomes strong around your life. You are not just praising God in church and crying at home. No, you are praising God in church, you are praising God at home. In that way, the presence of God that guarantees God's blessings will be with you. God's presence always commands God's blessings. God's presence always do what? So you can't be in praise and lack the blessing of God. You can't lack favor with praise. You can't lack honor with praise. You can't lack strength with praise. You can't lack sound edge with praise. You can't lack harvest with praise. So every time you are losing your joy, you are losing your harvest. You are losing divine presence. So whatever makes anyone to be murmuring and complaining, I command it to die here. Yeah. Oh, if you are there, such a stronger amen. amen. So commit to building up your faith. Then God will come down and say to you, every time your praise goes up, God comes down. The mountains become like wax. You are settled. Finally, number three, what does it take to enjoy settlement? Continue to serve God in growing dimensions. Second Chronicles chapter 15, verse 12 to verse 15. They entered into covenant to serve God. And by verse 15, and God gave them what? Rest roundabout. God is not a philanthropist. There's what you must do for God to do something. They served God with rejoicing. They were not serving God with murmuring. They were not serving God grudgingly. They were rejoicing at the whole to serve God. And God gave them rest. God said to them, that's your testimony from now. Over your business, you are going to have rest. Over your career, you will have rest. Over your children, you will have rest. 
Over your health, you are going to have rest. See how Bishop Wendigo is having rest. Rest in his health. Rest in his marriage. Rest over children. Rest over finances. Rest over the powers of darkness. The same grace that has worked for him by reason of his serving God, that same grace become your portion today. So when you are told to serve God here, nobody is using you. You are just obeying God. He said, if they obey and serve me, they will spend their days in prosperity and their years in what? That means they will be settled. For everyone who has been serving God in this church, set your hands here. Serving God in service unit, serving God investing your time, your energy, your resources. I command that from today, you spend your days in prosperity. Every member of your family, for your sake, they will spend their days in prosperity. For your sake, God will prosper your family members. For the sake of Joseph, God bless the house of Potiphar. I said for your sake, even your in-laws shall be blessed. No one shall be a liability in your family. And there are years in pleasure, not in pressure. Bishop Edoko at that level sleeps like a baby. There are people doing business of uh, 1 million, 10 million per, per month. They are restless. He sleeps like a baby. Stretch your hands here. From today, you'll be sleeping like a baby. Amen. Nothing disturbs your sleep again from today. Amen. Pleasure everywhere. Say me, pleasure everywhere. Pleasure. Shout it better right now. Pleasure. The loudest you can. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Your hands together for Jesus right now. Hallelujah. Quickly, before we go to a session of praise, you are in this service. Inside, outside, the overflow is full now. You know you are yet to receive Christ. You are struggling. You are fighting in your sleep. You are struggling over your business, over your health. Things are not working. Jesus said, come. 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 You need to give your life to Christ. If you are not born again, you may suffer again. Wherever you are, inside, outside. Stand to your feet. You want to give your life to Christ? You want God to say to you, stand to your feet. God bless you. God, stand to your feet. God bless you. I told the church, they are standing right now. Inside, outside. Start coming. Now, carry your bags, carry your Bible. Overflow. Start coming, start coming, start coming. I told somebody is clapping for Jesus right now. Or oh, you are in this service right now? You gave your life to Christ before. But there's a disconnection between you and God. And that's the reason for that unsettlement. You need to maintain permanent connection, proper connection. Stand to your feet also and join the first group. You want to rededicate your life to Christ. Stand to your feet and start coming. I start the church clapping right now. Keep clapping, keep shouting, keep shouting, they are coming. From the overflow, keep coming, keep coming. Today is your day of salvation. This is your day of settlement. Nothing will unsettle you again. Nothing will trouble you again. From today, rest on every side. From today, crisis free life. From today, war free zone. That becomes your portion. That becomes your experience. I thought we are still clapping, they are still coming. Keep coming, keep coming. Many more are still coming, keep coming, keep coming. Today's your day of salvation. You cannot afford to remain on your chair. Jesus is calling you. He wants to settle you. He wants to wipe away your tears. He wants to terminate your oppression in your life. He wants to end your struggles. 
This is your day. This is your hour. Hallelujah. All of us here, place your right hand upon your chest in case you are coming. Be saying the prayers as you are coming. Your right hand upon your chest and say loud and clear. Loud and clear. Say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today. I am sorry for my sins. Lord Jesus, forgive me. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. From today, I will serve you all the days of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Now I know I am born again. Amen. Now let me pray with you. Father, thank you for these precious ones. I ask that your blood will avail for them. Write their names in the book of life. Keep them to your second coming. In Jesus' name. Amen. Please open your eyes. We are so excited. We are celebrating with heaven right now for this decision you have taken. It is one of the greatest decisions anybody can ever take in life. Nobody follows God and regrets. Everybody that follows God, God decorates them. God beautifies them. God will beautify your life. I say in this church, God will decorate your life. 